Hello everyone and welcome back to the Finding Yourself podcast, the mini podcast series centered around movies and TV. I'm your host Kyle Duffy and in today's episode I will be discussing a football documentary series, Sunder Until I Die. This fly on the wall documentary series was filmed between 2018 and 20 and there is currently two seasons available to view up on Netflix. There's been a couple of these football documentaries filmed in the last few years that gives you a background on the club, a behind the scenes look of the training facilities, the players, the managers. As well as the Sunderland documentary there's been a documentary on Tottenham Hotspur, Leeds United and there's an upcoming documentary on the behind the scenes at Arsenal Football Club as well. At the end of the day these documentaries are viewed as promotional pieces for the club to gain the club more publicity and public interest. I do believe this was the main purpose of the documentary series Sunderland Until I Die. The club had just tasted relegation and I do believe the documentary was designed to generate a buzz about the club and help the club generate a bit of momentum that would seal them promotion back to the Premiership. In this documentary series we get to see the day-to-day runnings of the football club as well as interviews from players at the club, pundits, staff and fans. I think the documentary series does a great job of giving a wide scope of perceptions as to why the football club is falling apart. You have the fan interviews and you see why the fans are pissed off and the fact that they're losing patience with the club. You also see the players' point of view in interviews as well and their mindset into what they think is going wrong at the club. In season one we see the club hit the reset button in hiring Simon Grayson as their new manager as well as adopting a new tactical playing style to adjust to life in the championship. Season one of this documentary in my opinion has such an air of misery about it. You can see in interviews that players are totally dejected and lack all confidence in the objective of achieving promotion back to the premiership. They're saying all the right things in the interviews but their body language does give them away. It's like they have no confidence in what they're saying. And obviously they're not going to badmouth their club on camera because this documentary was a chance to gain some good publicity and promotion for the club. This lack in confidence really translated to the pitch in their games with poor performances and poor results. The documentary also highlighted the financial woes the club was going through. They had an owner who didn't want to invest any more money in them, who saw them as a lost cause, so they had to self-sustain. And this put them on the back foot from the get-go because they didn't have the money to invest in players that could help gain them promotion. And to add to that situation, there were players in the club who had adopted a defeatist attitude, as well as players who just didn't want to be there and were very vocal about that. And that must have upset the chemistry in the dressing room and obviously affected them on the pitch. When you have players in a team who don't want to be there, obviously that's going to rock the boat and it's going to affect the team's performance. Another situation and issue the documentary chose to highlight was the situation surrounding Jack Rodwell, a player that the club had bought from Man City before they got relegated to the championship. The main issue surrounding Jack Rodwell was that he was getting paid a lot of money to be at the club but he wasn't actually playing games. Now I don't know if he was injured or if he was coming back from an injury or what the situation was but in the documentary Jack Rodwell was made out to be a very lazy inconsiderate player and person. It's put across that he just doesn't want to play. He keeps on saying that he's fit and that he wants to play football and succeed but he's not willing to go on the pitch for Sunderland. And when Jack Rodwell is given the chance to leave Sunderland and go and gain football experience somewhere else he decides to stay sit on the bench and collect his wages jack rodwell in this documentary seems to be a point of frustration for fans and staff alike although i am very wary that he wasn't one of the players that was directly interviewed in the documentary so he wasn't actually given the 
the opportunity to speak his mind and give his reasons as to why he did what he did. Although any football fan who sees a player doing that is going to judge them on it because it's seen as selfish and it's seen as helping yourself and not the club. And fans will turn on you for that and the fans did turn on Jack Rodwell very quick. The fans were a vital part of the documentary and they were given a platform to voice their opinions on their club and give their input as to why things are going the way they are. And to be honest, I really felt sorry for the Sunderland fans. I felt sorry for them because you could see how much their club meant to them. And Sunderland Football Club, in the documentary, you do learn, does make up a majority of the income for the city. The football club is the leading provider of jobs in the city. And in this documentary, you do hear fans say it's the one thing we're proud of. And sport can be a very tribal thing. Fans live and die by the results of their team on a Saturday afternoon. So they do have a lot invested in it. It's their whole week. It's what their whole week revolves around. So when the Sunderland fans talk in this documentary, you can see the passion behind their words. And you can hear the pain in their voice when they talk about their club losing a game or the fact that they might not make it back to the premiership you can feel that pain in their voice you can see it in their eyes and that's where the tribalism comes in because even though they have that pain and that hatred sometimes for what their club is producing they'll always show up to the next game another issue highlighted by the club was the revolving door system the club had when it came to managers over the course of the first season simon grayson was appointed at the start and halfway through the season he was sacked due to poor performances and went down in history as the shortest serving manager at sunderland after simon grayson's departure chris coleman was appointed manager who had had great success in the past with wales on a national stage so it looked very enticing to have him as the manager fans were very receptive to it and there was a great feel of camaraderie once he entered the documentary staff were much more light and happy fans were very excited to have him at the club and saw him as the manager to right the wrongs of the club and get them back where they belong from the way season one was shot and edited it kind of seemed like Simon Grayson was portrayed as the villain who couldn't get things right. Fans didn't like he was the wrong man for the club. And Chris Coleman comes in as the hero on the white horse who's going to get things back in shape. Fans love him. Players respect him. He has past experience with success with Wales and he has this good CV as a manager. However, things don't work out like that. It's not a fairy tale ending. Even though they try to angle it this way, Sunderland still went down. Sunderland got got relegated for a second time and no wonder with a revolving door system of managers this job has become a poison chalice if you have that many managers in that short amount of time it's obvious that the manager is not the issue it's an internal complication in the club that's causing this downfall simon grayson after being let go by the club gave an interview to sky sports and he was asked when did you realize things were bad at the club and he said two days in after being appointed so in reality it didn't matter who they hired after simon grayson they could have hired the best manager in the world you can have any manager you want but if you don't address the main issue causing the downfall of a club the manager is irrelevant and the same pattern repeated itself after chris coleman's failure to keep them even in the championship the fans turned on him there was even an altercation caught on camera after their last game of the season and really what can the fans do because the fans don't know how 
messed up their club is internally all they see is oh we have the players to succeed we have the manager to succeed why aren't we getting results out there and eventually there's only so long that the fans can blame the players eventually they move on to the manager and pinpoint the manager as a problem and say okay listen you're not getting the players to perform it's your job to make sure they perform and get results so this is another cycle at Sunderland that keeps on repeating itself new manager comes in fails to get going fans have a honeymoon experience with him but then eventually turn and this cycle repeats itself time after time because what else can the club do they don't want to in my opinion face reality and get to the nitty-gritty and the deeper issues that they need to resolve to make this club better so they just throw a plaster on an axe wound and say okay let's fire the manager and get in a new one to keep the fans happy for a while maybe we'll get a few good results maybe the tide will turn a tiny bit and maybe we find the right manager who can turn everything around i think that's a hail mary for them every time they're performing the same action over and over again expecting a different outcome in my opinion from watching this documentary it seems that everyone at Sunderland wants a quick fix and wants to stay naive to what's really keeping their club down they want it to be as simple as hiring a new manager getting wins and getting back on track but for some clubs their issues go so deep that you need to actually look at it with a microscope and say okay here's what we need to work on here's how to move forward and I believe that until Sunderland do this and get used to doing this on a regular basis they won't ever get out of the hole they've dug themselves in I would definitely recommend this series if you're interested in the background behind football and the behind the scenes of football i really am so that's why i liked it i also love the misery of it that's the reason i rewatched it so many times i'm just addicted to the misery but it's almost like a car crash you can't look away i am planning a second video on season two so let me know if you enjoyed this video and like this kind of content and if you do you can always leave me a comment in the comment section below as well as like the video and subscribe to my channel i put out new videos every week this has been the finding yourself podcast with kyle luffy Thanks for listening.